Good morning. Welcome to this worship service of Ada First United Methodist Church. It is a joy and a pleasure to be gathered this morning, gathered with one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to worship our risen Lord and Savior. I do wanna take a moment to offer a few announcements and reminders as we get started. Um, as I welcome each of you, whether you're here in person or joining us online, please know we're glad to have you. If you are joining us online, check in, let us know, say good morning to one another, and know that Mark is in the back, um, reading those comments, answering any questions you may have. So we continue to stay connected, and especially this summer as many are traveling. Um, I know we have folks that check in on the worship service later in the day or later in the week. Um, so just great ways and use of technology for us to stay connected as Christ's body. Also, I wanna thank each of you for your generosity to our church and its ministries, especially during these summer months, like I said, when many of us are in different places. Um, you know, it is still a time where we have extra utility costs with air conditioning and different things. So I appreciate your commitment to supporting our church and the ministries here, especially locally, but also around the world. Um, I received an update this past week from Deb Curlis over at Beatitudes and they have just seen so many people during these summer months. They're open about five hours a day and see upwards of 100 people every day that make their way into the store over there. So we, um, we are so grateful for your contributions that help to support ministries like Beatitudes and the Ada Food Pantry. We are continuing to collect new and nearly new sneakers for the Ada Elementary students through August 11th. Every year our kids are required to bring into school an extra pair of sneakers that will stay at school for gym class. And of course, we know they grow through them every few months as well. So this is a way for us to help maybe help alleviate that burden for some families. These sneakers will be given to the nurse then to distribute to the kids as they need them, uh, maybe at the beginning of the school year or, or even later in the school year as they begin to outgrow those shoes. So if you would like to donate either a pair of athletic shoes or money to purchase some athletic shoes, we would greatly appreciate that. We have a shopping cart behind the sanctuary here here where you can leave those shoes or leave money in the church office and we will get those delivered to the school before school starts which is a week and a half away believe it or not speaking of back to school I'd like you to mark your calendars August 27th we will be celebrating back to school Sunday with our blessing of the backpacks we will also be promoting our kindergartners and our fourth graders so they will receive new Bibles. And we will top it all off with a potluck meal. Of course, the potluck is a huge hit with our um, newly incoming ONU students who are looking forward to a good meal. So again, I wanna invite all of you to be here on August 27th, a day full of celebration and recognition and of course a wonderful meal. We do have the main dishes provided already. There will be shredded chicken sandwiches and a taco bar, but I wanna invite all of our church members to bring a side dish or a dessert, and I'm sure we will have plenty of food and we look forward to a great day of faith and fellowship. Finally, I wanna take a moment this morning to recognize someone seated among us. I'm gonna ask Miss Luis to stand up and give us a little wave. I'm sure almost all of you at some point have received a card from Luis. 
a birthday card, an anniversary card, a card just to let you know that she's thinking of you and praying for you. She has been leading our card ministry for seven years? Seven years, yes. Handwriting each of those notes with a very personal message. And I know my kids look forward to, they get one every year with a, an, a cute animal on the front and a special note from Louise. So Louise, we wanna thank you so much for your seven years of dedication to this ministry. And she has recently retired from this position, has, has handed off the reins to Sarah Gracie, who is now uh, taking over that responsibility. But of course, Louise continues to be our, our fountain of wisdom and sharing with Sarah who everybody is and what those special occasions are. So sort of retired, but you know, we'll keep her busy and active. And so Luis, we just wanna express our gratitude to you this morning. And now friends, as we enter into this time of worship, I invite us all, may we come with open hearts. May we come ready and willing to feel the presence of God with us this morning in this place and during this time of worship. May we come overjoyed at the opportunity we have to be gathered with our brothers and sisters in Christ. I invite you, will you join me in an attitude of worship? Good morning. 
Thank you, Connie. Um, would you join me in our call to worship? Hungry and thirsting, we come to the Lord. Jesus is the living bread. Feed us with your love and healing power, O Lord. Give us the bread of hope and compassion that we may also feed others. Praise be to you, O Lord, for your compassion for us. Praise be to you, O Lord, for your steadfast love. Amen. Please remain standing and uh, join me in number 2045 from the little book and uh, sing a new song to the Lord. And I'm hoping Nancy's going to lead us. <laughs> Your reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The Word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
<laughs> Yay, yes, thank you very much. So I do have to take a moment this morning um, on the way in, um, Harper asked me what was going to happen with these flowers on the altar. And, you know, every parent just has to take every opportunity they get to embarrass their kids a little bit. So Harper is celebrating her eighth birthday this week. So please make sure she just loves hugs and attention. Make sure <laughs> you give her a few of those on the way out today. So, <laughs> All right, at this time, I want to invite all of our children forward as Miss Anna shares our children's message with us today. look so cute. Um, can you get out of my spot, please? Yeah, yeah, I want you all to go over there. Okay. Yep, just go, go over there. Thank you. Perfect. Have you guys ever gone on a picnic before? You've gone on a picnic? That's so exciting. Well, well I'm on a picnic, and this is really nice. Oh. oh, well, I brought something, too. I brought this whole basket just for me. You know what? This isn't very much fun. Harley has the right idea. Can you guys, can you join me in this picnic? Yeah, here. I, I have lots of room. The blanket's huge. Oh, this is much better. Oh. This is great, and I'm so hungry, and I have all of this food for you guys. Have you guys ever been really hungry yes. for anything in particular? Yeah. Yes? Like what? Mac and cheese is the best. Yes. I've been really hungry for ice cream. Yes? Oh, love it. All right. Wait, what, Harper? This isn't real. This isn't real food? Well, what if, what if I wasn't really hungry for food? What if I was hungry for friendship and to talk with you guys and to spend time with you? It is fake food, but do you like spaghetti? Yeah? Would you like some corn? No. How about a banana? No? Well, Jesus is described in the Bible as life-giving bread, the bread of life, right? Do you guys see my bread? Yes. Now, this bread is really important because God says, do this in remembrance of me. Did you want it, Ellen? Do you want some bread? Yeah. Maddie, you want some grapes? Oh, you want grapes, Evelyn? Okay. Yeah. Well, I love, here, have some corn. Corn is important. Um, I love picnics, and I love spending time with people. And that's what communion is all about. God is willing to do anything for you, and we, and you have a carrot. And we oftentimes are hungry for more than just food, aren't we? The most important thing that we should be doing each day is not eating, but spending time in the Word 
and beginning was the word. And this is a hunger that all of us have. Aren't you glad you know Jesus? When you're scared, you pray to Jesus? Can you imagine not knowing Jesus? There are people who are hungry and we have a life-giving bread and it's the word of God. So we can have a picnic anywhere we want and share this word, just like I'm sharing with all of you. And God said, do this in remembrance of me. Spend time taking the word. All right, does everybody, are you all full? No. Yeah, no? All right, well, we might, it is, it's, it's symbolic. <laughs> That's right. There might be, there might be a snack downstairs. Okay. So if you guys could help me put all of the food back into the basket, thank you for picnicking with me today. I really appreciate it. We do not speak of not knowing God. That's something you never speak of. We shouldn't. You're right. All right. Can we, can you guys pray with me today? Okay. Pumpkin is fun. All right. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for life. Please don't let me forget how much I need you. Amen. Our second scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Then the Jews debated among themselves, asking, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the human one and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up the last day. My flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me lives because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. It isn't like the bread your ancestors ate, and then they died. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Janet. So if you read today's sermon title and you showed up expecting to hear your very first sermon about the zombie apocalypse, well, there aren't any zombies, but there will be plenty of flesh and blood. Today, as we continue our summer sermon series entitled, The Hard Sayings of Jesus, this particular scripture passage, it brings up some rather vivid and maybe even gory imagery. And while we have 2,000 years of hindsight and exegesis on our side, Jesus' words here are still a little off-putting even for us. So can you imagine, can you imagine hearing these words for the first time, maybe as a brand new churchgoer, 
or how about as a child? Then you know why Jesus' first audience was so shocked. I remember a few years ago when Harper's four-year-old mind was processing the meaning of communion. And she came forward to receive the sacrament, and I held the cup to her and said, the blood of Christ shed for you. And as you've noticed, Harper does not hold back. The blood of Christ shed for you. And she immediately blurted out, ew, I'm not drinking that. So when we hear Jesus' words even today, Words that say, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Maybe we can begin to understand why those first listeners were so confused and maybe even horrified by Jesus' words. Let me build some context for a moment. You see, just a short time before he said these things, about 5,000 people had showed up to hear him teach. They had gathered that day, but by the end of the day, all 5,000 of them were beginning to grow restless and hungry. And Jesus did the impossible. With just five loaves and two fish, he fed this crowd of 5,000. It says they were amazed by what he did. And they continued to follow him, to listen to him, to hear him preach. But now here we find ourselves in chapter 6, and he's telling them something very different. He's telling them not only has he been sent from God, but that the food he is giving them, his very flesh and blood, if they believe in God, they have to eat this flesh and blood. So as they heard these words, they're not only repulsed by the idea, but I'm sure it suddenly came to their mind how this would violate the Jewish dietary laws, laws which condemn the consumption of blood. So you see, what Jesus is telling his followers is not only gross, it's illegal, it's immoral. In their minds, this is just plain wrong. But it gets worse. If you look more closely at the original Greek text, we see that Jesus' language actually changes partway through this passage. And I got to say, our English translation does not do it justice. In verse 49 through 51, Jesus speaks of eating the bread from heaven. And he uses a very common Greek word, estheo. But in verse 53, he switches. He uses a word that is not as common to their dialect. The word trago, which means to munch or to gnaw. As Reverend Brian Peterson explains, trago is a graphic word. It connotes noisy eating. Have you ever sat by one of those? That person who gnaws on that chicken bone like an animal. But it's not just the noisiness of this eating that is important in this moment for Jesus. There is an urgency. It's a desperate kind of eating. 
It's eating as though your life depends on it because it does. And now this is where Jesus really gets to the heart of his message. Think about it for a moment. In the other gospel readings, when Jesus talks about communion, we hear about the Lord's Supper. Very polite, very nice, pretty even. But in John's gospel, it's different. There is a final meal with the disciples, but definitely not in the same way. Jesus does not say, take, eat, this is my body given for you. Instead, he says, I am the living bread. I am the living bread. That word living is absolutely crucial. Because you see, in John's gospel, this act is less about remembering Christ's death and more about taking his life into ourselves, the living Jesus. That's what he's offering us, his life, his life to become our life. As the interpreter's commentary explains, to really receive from Christ what he has to give, to have experience of his saving power, we must feed on him. There is no other word that expresses it as accurately. We must absorb his teaching, his character, his ways, until his mind becomes our mind and his ways our ways till we think somewhat as he would do if he were in our shoes and can be and do what without him we could never be or do. And this is because his power has passed into us and has become our power. This act It is far from just remembering an event that took place in the past. It's more than even a dream of what he will do in the future. It is about a present reality. So let me say that again, the Eucharist, this act of taking Christ's body and blood, they're not just about what he did back then. It is what Christ is doing now here in this very moment. Further, we find Jesus' words in this passage, they come to us as a promise, a promise in the present, our promise in the present. And Jesus' promise is nothing short of an offer for abundant life, a life that is lived fully in the moment. But as Dr. Ginger Barfield, a Lutheran professor, explains, when Jesus gives us this gift of abundant life in the here and now, we cannot forget that he also makes demands of those who believe. There can be no half measures, no lip service. It is all or nothing. This is life or death. And we must gulp him down 
We must become part of him as he is part of us. Friends, Jesus wants all of us. He wants us to give all of ourselves, and he wants to give all of himself. This is a full commitment to life, to receive the bread, to receive the cup. Nothing less will do. And so the call before us today as we come forward to receive the body and the blood of Christ is to live with the life of Christ in us. But what does that look like? What does it mean to be filled with the life of Christ? Well, I have to admit, I don't have it all figured out yet, but I have some inclinations, even some ambitions. For starters, I think to live with the life of Christ means to live now. Eternal and abundant life don't just begin for us at death. Christ calls us to live abundantly now. In our waking, our walking, our interactions with friends and strangers, our relationships, our work, our rest, our every word and action. Are our lives today overflowing with the love and grace that overflowed from the life of Christ. And you know, it's almost as though Jesus knew that he would need to spell it out for us. So he says, remain in me. Abide in me. In one sense, abiding is participating with someone in something. The Apostle Paul tells us, when we drink from the communion cup, when we eat from the shared loaf, we are participating in the body and blood of Christ. This meal is meant to be a reminder that Jesus Christ isn't just a spiritual reality. He was and is a physical reality as well. Friends, our very lives, the way we move and live in this world, we are part of something so much bigger. And when we abide in Christ, when we center our thoughts, our words, our actions on Christ, we are participating in his redemptive work. That work, which began in Christ, continues to come alive and to reach fulfillment in this world through us. I know that sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the routine of it. Yep, it's the first Sunday of the month, we'll be having communion. We say the words from memory, we line up, we go through the motions. But this meal, this sacrament, it's meant to be so much more than mechanical obedience. In these gifts of bread and juice, we are invited Invited in this very moment to take, to eat, to receive the love and the grace and the mercy of God the Father. And in this coming together, we are invited in this moment 
to take and eat and receive the abundant, sustaining, overwhelming, nourishing, life-giving presence of Jesus Christ. In this remembering and in this present promise, we are invited here and now to take and eat to receive God's abiding spirit and to live as Christ lives in us. Let us pray. Bread of heaven, come down. Come down now and fill us with your spirit. For only your spirit can satisfy us. We hunger and we thirst for you this morning, O oh God. We long to be nurtured in your love. So we come into the sacred time and place where our hungers are finally and fully satisfied. We pray, O oh God, that you will prepare our hearts Prepare our hearts this morning for the receiving of this sacrament and for all the promises that it holds. In Christ's name we pray, amen.
Thank you so much, Nancy. Now, brothers and sisters, we know that indeed God is watching us. God hears us. God knows us. So this morning, as we prepare our hearts to come to this table, to receive these gifts, to receive the very life of Christ, may we know that God's spirit, that God's presence is here now, working in us and among us. I invite you, will you join along with me in our words for Holy Communion. Brothers and sisters, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, all who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess we have not loved you. We have failed to be an obedient church. 
We have not done your will. We have broken your law, and we have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May you hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. And lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ, his baptism, his suffering, his death, and his resurrection, the church was birthed. We were delivered from sin and death, and with us, God made a new covenant through water and the Spirit. And for all these things, with all the people of earth and all the company of heaven, we praise God's name and we join the unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to God. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to God. He gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood, blood of a new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves and praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice and union with Christ's offering for us. And we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Oh God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Friends, as I remind us, each time we share
and the sacrament of Holy Communion, all are welcome. All are invited to Christ's table. You do not have to be a member of this church or any church, but simply to come with an open heart, to come with the awareness that Christ has offered us his very life so that we might know, so that we might have life and have it abundantly. So this morning, as you receive the bread and the juice, the body and the blood of Christ, may you know that Christ's grace, that Christ's life lives in you. At this time, I'd like to invite our communion stewards forward, and they will receive the sacrament first, and then we will have a station at each corner of the stage, and you'll be invited to come forward as you feel led. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ shed for you. Phil, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. LaDonna, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And the blood of Christ.
At this time, we pause. We pause to reflect the presence of God that is here among us today. We pause to reflect upon the gifts and the graces that God has poured out on us. And as we receive our gifts and our offerings this morning, may we also know that we give our very lives in service to God's kingdom. I invite us to stand and sing together the words of our doxology, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Please, please rise as you are able. seated as we come before God offering our prayers may we know that God hears us will you join me in an attitude of prayer life giving God we have come to you this morning Lord seeking your presence seeking a few moments of stillness in a busy world that demands our attention. Breathe on us now, O oh God. Fill our lungs so that we might burst forth with praise for all that you have done for us. Through the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, we have been set free. Free from the power of sin free to follow the leading of your Holy Spirit, and free to love you and worship you today and every day. You, O oh merciful Lord, have offered us food for the journey. You remind us that your very life will sustain us. But sometimes we let those reminders slip right through our hands. We seek our own self-interest. We wallow in self-pity. We make excuses for not living the kind of life that you have called us to. Forgive us, O oh Lord. Stop us in our tracks and help us to examine the ways in which we have not served you or others well. Forgive us, Lord. Fill us and remind us again that you are the bread of life. You have given yourself for us. Sustain us, O oh Lord, and call us once more to the life and the work that you have prepared us for. And now, O oh Father, as your children, Forgiven and redeemed, we come humbly before you to lift up the names of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We lift up Ken Till and his family as they mourn the loss of Ken's father. 
We pray, O oh God, that in the midst of their grief, you will hold them close. Pour out your love and give them strength and peace, even in the midst of their pain. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We also continue to lift up Shirley Chambers and Tom Cassell. We pray for Rob McCurdy, for Tom Evans. We lift up Nancy Fleming, Linda Epley. We pray for Nancy Allison and Gary Clausen. We lift up to you all those whom we carry in our hearts today. Father, may your presence be known in a very real way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. And today especially, we pray, O oh God, for those who are feeling empty or lost, for those who feel forgotten, for those among us who are weary and tired. In one way or another, we have all come today depleted, less than you created us to be. And we cry out for the life-giving power and sustenance of your spirit. Fill us, Lord. Fill our hearts, our minds, our souls with life, with abundant and everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Today, O oh God, here and now, we have been filled with your presence. You and you alone satisfy our deepest hunger. You quench our deepest thirst. Nourished by your love and grace and life, may you send us forth now to take up the work that you began in your Son, Jesus Christ. May we offer our very lives and service to your kingdom. All these things we pray in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now, may we as God's people, filled with the very life of Christ, may we rise and sing together the words of our closing song, number 292, What Wondrous Love Is This? Please stand as you are able.
now filled to the brim with the goodness of God, with the nourishment of Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and the power of the Holy Spirit. May you go in peace. May you go to serve God in all you think, all you say, and all you do. God's peace be with you always. Amen.